Hello, welcome to a special episode of Think Fit Be Fit. I'm very happy to share this episode with you. My name is Jen Schwartz. I'm the creator and hostess of this podcast. Think Fit Be Fit is a podcast dedicated to those of us who do not want injury as part of our exercise process. And that's why today I am renewing these core values about injury prevention. What are the fundamentals? What actually matters? This new era of um, virus spread and staying at home, figuring out what's essential. Exercise is a big part of that conversation. So I'm bringing you what I believe are the absolute foundations to staying consistent and of course injury free and there are six of these fundamentals I want you to also keep in mind that you can use this information to boost the accuracy of your workouts as well and this this advice is much more than monitoring form and advice on not doing too much. I promise to stay away from blanket statements. It is a, uh, it's about staying consistent. And I know I've already said that three times, but it's um, when we can develop a deeper connection with exercise, we are more invested in the process and we potentially can fall in love with this development of self and reaching a uh, higher goals and achieving more and thriving. So the six important beliefs and factors, uh, they will contribute not only to the exercise that is pain-free, but also making it more effective, enjoyable, and again, a part of that process of self-development. And why I won't give blanket advice, this is very core to me as a educator and hostess and coach and business owner and leader, And that's because discerning what's good for your body, uh, meaning science versus like lame workout tips and bad science, um, that's an, an important quality to develop. This isn't a big business, what I'm doing here. Detox teas, awesome business. And I'm not saying I'm not open to making this more of a business, um, but This is a way for me to teach what I believe is some of the most useful and important things that I have taught my clients over the years. I see and feel a real injustice when it comes to exercise and bad information. And it's, I believe it's just a really good use of my energy and ability to share what I know about physiology, pain and performance. So from that lens, guys, Uh, Since we're talking about injury prevention, I I think it's a really good time to bring up what it is that I do to help people prevent injury and stay consistent in the gym and keep athletes at their top form um, or in their top form. I don't know. And so as um, as of recently... (laughs) Uh, We're not allowed to go outside and touch each other or play. So my soccer career as a coach and a program program developer is definitely on hold right now. But for the past 
five to six years, I ran a program at a soccer club in the Washington, D.C. area. And we, um, I was able to bring injury prevention and smart exercise to this mass population of, you know, 400 kids when we're talking about the type of training I do. That is a lot of people. And that program, when it was um, applied and we had good communication between the coaches and the parents and the players and everything was implemented, we were able to have a lower knee injury rate than what is seen in the rest of the country in high school athletes, not just soccer players, football players. Um, So we, our knee injury rate at Alexandria Soccer Club was 72%, close to 70% lower than the national high school average for knee injuries. And so I taught um, effective communication skills about injury. I taught isometric exercise. I taught active recovery modalities and active stretches and good warm-ups. And guess what I do in the movement pathways? The very exact same thing adjusted for people with chronic injury. Uh, And in my clinic or my practice, we have... Uh, muscle activation techniques, I, I, I use the RX full body process pretty often. We do corrective exercise. We use Pilates, we use yoga, and we teach people how to move and engage their muscles in a totally different way than what a physical therapist might do. We, um, we have a very customized program f- for like neural activity, uh, slow twitch muscles, and it's very different than the normal paradigm of rehab exercise. So our summary for today, we have these six uh, fundamentals, this creed, uh, these beliefs of successful, consistent exercisers. Um, and the first one has a lot to do with one of my favorite topics, which is developing intuition and learning about the body. Obviously, these are very, that, that's number one. Uh, number two, perfect the warm-up process. That's a fun topic. And number three, know what you're capable of and be aware of opportunity cost. So we get a strategy piece in here. Uh, we also have another favorite on the podcast, which is spark recovery and care for the nervous system. Our fifth one is matching nutrition to workout goals. And that's a tricky one for me to talk about because I'm not an expert, but I'm just going to share some mindset tips there real quick. And then the last one is something I would put on the billboard if Tim Ferriss were to ask, what are, what's that one thing you want everybody to know? What's that, uh, Every, I, the thing I want to share the most, which is aspire to live a life of physical self-sufficiency. That would be my billboard. And so before we get into that list, and it's time, I feel, to recognize how much things have changed about the way that we interact with people and the way we interact with our body 
and how we feel about our um, self-sufficiency essentially you know my business have changed my life has changed and um, I don't some of us don't know if we will work again in the next year next two years uh, it's you know really sad um, I wish I could verbalize that better so I don't sound like uh, I'm just saying if I really do mean it um, some of us don't know if we're gonna have access to necessities I hear of people being very frantic about uh, martial law and people protecting themselves and, um, you know, our priorities with exercise have changed too. This is true. Um, you know, my, my home and life, uh, my home life and business is, um, you know, really different and how much I'm exercising is really different and how I'm exercising is really different. I miss my son. I miss my gym. I could whine about that for like two more minutes. But, you know, what really matters? Um, and this is what I want to ask um, today. This is what I want to lay out for us to find a way together. You know, what really matters? So my goal with many of these episodes and, and definitely today's is to answer this on a macro and micro level, micro level for our fitness. And for me, this always comes back to science and beliefs about the body. I want all of us not to not only have the mental tools to enhance exercise, but also the techniques and strategies, the techniques, I teach are done with um, body weight and a few props if you have them. So we can do uh, so much with your body. Stay home, stay strong, uh, and hold some uh, open open some space in your mind for thinking about your exercise differently because it is different and we're in a different world. Okay, here's our first one: develop your intuition and knowledge about exercise. A favorite topic because it's important exercise can be a physiological act or it can be a skill and you can have the both the best worlds I just had an hour and a half conversation with an esteemed colleague and wonderful person Gregory Gordon of exercise intelligence so he brings something really powerful to the table when we're talking about this idea of intuition because he is able to give us an inside view of how the brain body and muscles learn movement so if you want to have really high quality exercise Think about exercise as a skill. Think about it as a learning process. And that podcast is such, it's a front row seat in a really fun class about how to improve your body. I highly recommend it. Obviously, it was released on April 1st, 2020. And this idea of intuition, um, now here's a bigger idea. So I just spoke about that in the micro sense, like a small, all these small pieces adding up to something wonderful and great. The the bigger, the macro picture is that intuition is a powerful tool and it's like fear. It tells us where to give it things a second look. 
for exercise, this means protecting your body and giving it permission to thrive. Yeah, that's the opposite of what I would call minimum wage exercise. Um, it's the opposite of just expecting very little from your body and um, not giving it respect. And um, it's, and I say respect in this idea that um, your body can do amazing things. And if you coach it and stimulate it in the right way, there is a whole entire world of benefits and feel good um, qualities about exercise that you're missing out on if you don't give yourself permission to thrive. So if you keep yourself in um, just do it and uh, just jog a few times a week and just getting in, you know, 10 minutes, um, while that might be okay for some points in people's lives and cycles of life, it's not a long-term strategy for successful exercise and staying pain-free. I also mentioned the importance about education. And so this goes back to sometimes um, a, a micro level, but on a larger scale, I, I really believe that injury anatomy is important. I constantly educate my clients on the anatomy around their injuries and the things that they're trying to resolve because this approach works. It works because it builds confidence and therefore eases anxiety. When we have more confidence in an exercise, the our biology will more likely um, respond positively. And that's a concept I that has been shown many times in physical therapy research. So it's just having the knowledge about one area of your body that you're trying to change can directly influence a long-term change in your movement and your body. Um, so that's a, an example of how I would apply that. Our second foundation here is perfecting the warm-up process. And this is a fun topic because getting ready for something um, should be exciting. Um, you should be anticipate something good happening as you're getting ready to work out. So that's uh, where we're going to start, you know, looking at exercise, um, looking at the warm-up specifically as an opportunity to enhance the workout, protect your old injuries, and become really engaged. So a good warm-up can set us up to be fully engaged with our exercise. There's a ton of benefits for that. Uh, a good warm-up is thoughtful. It's an intentional transition. Like I was saying earlier, when you're getting ready for something or you're pre-gaming, you want to be excited about that thing. You know if you're getting ready to go out and you start dreading it, that's a sign, that's a flag to tell us, um, we have to work through something mentally or emotionally or just sit your ass down and not go out. Um, you know, it's the same thing with the warm-up. It's like um, building up excitement and building up tempo for a connected and engaged exercise session. What I teach uh, if specifically includes techniques, mindset tips, how to proper... Um, 
align and engage certain uh, areas of the body, um, how to engage mindfully uh, to the plan that you have in front of you and to your body. So that's a lot and it's a big part of upgrading your exercise is taking time to learn more about perfecting the warm-up process. We Some of us don't have any equipment at home, so this is like a perfect time to learn that. And I will say this, um, practical, the micro here, the there is a lot more to warming up than jumping jacks and air squats. And so a masterful warm-up can identify weak links in the body and it can address them in the warm-up. That's the master level. That's exactly what I teach people. Uh, This can be done in six to ten exercises. Three to five of them are usually therapeutic or helping an athlete um, spark their nervous system to get the muscles to um, receive faster communications or um, potentiating something metabolic or anabolic in their body and then the next set of exercises should be pretty functional to the actual workout and that is like what a masterful warm-up process would look like so I've been teaching that with people for injuries um, and with non-conventional exercises so this unique approach comes from a unique way of viewing the body and let's face it the old conventional way of jumping jacks is just completely outdated the um the third thing i I sighed because i wanted to go harder on that warm-up piece but uh, we're gonna leave it at that because they they just like deserve their own podcast they deserve your time they deserve more than a, uh, what I'm giving it right now so I just I'm just kind of priming you to think that way that's what I'm doing the third thing this is a fun uh, topic I think um fun meaning philosophical and deep I guess not everybody thinks that stuff is fun yeah. so knowing what you're capable of and what the opportunity costs are related to like not exercising so this is a this is something I've been talking about for a while and I'm not gonna say I told you so but here's what it is uh, one knowing what you're capable of has to do with essentially avoiding the ego and balancing the inside and out outside views to synthesize a exercise game plan and opportunity costs are essentially uh, answering some really hard questions which what would happen if you lost everything and how important it is to you to stay healthy and right now there's a huge spotlight on that um that those questions and they're hard they're not um they're not easy to answer and um and stick with the answer and live it out and um be have boundaries around how important your health is it's not an easy thing to do Uh, most people aren't even aware that they can progress past old injuries so that ego part there's a fine line between being aware of the how important consistency is and how important it is to follow a smart progression 
Um, all of our exercise decisions don't have to be the right ones or the most optimal. Exercise should be the optimal mix of fun, science, hard work, and self-love. Some may call this the Goldilocks zone of difficulty. Um, and I'll share some good podcasts and a book all about that if you're interested in um, the strategy of, of habits and health and it's a really enlightening thing to dive into. So setting a goal without this like strategic view of your capabilities is like asking who will win the World Series in April. That's a silly question and you sound silly answering it because you can't answer that question. The same, um, it's the same crap coming out of the newscaster's mouth. They just, they just talk and talk and ask stupid questions. Um, without strategy in your exercise, it's um, hard to look at the science and have inside and outside views that are balanced and that they make sense. So, whew, I could talk, I get really excited about that stuff. Um, when it's all said and done, the idea here is I want you to avoid making bad decisions and don't forget to update your beliefs. That's a big one. So when we're talking about how we view our body, how we view our, our risk assessment, how we view um, what our body is capable of, we are talking about beliefs. And the, a good example of this is it just happened this morning. I thought this was a perfect time to bring this up. There's new findings on um, and new publications on the immune system and exercise. So previously it was thought that like every time you exercise really hard, there was this window of time where your body had a, a lower immunity and that you could get sick easily or you could um, mess up your nutrition and your refeeding and and you could cause all kinds of catabolic responses to exercise. Uh, it was a really good way to sell supplements, and I totally bought into it. Um, but the the new findings are just the complete opposite. In fact, I'll just read this from Frontiers. It, and it's a meta-analysis too, which is great. Undeniably acute, vigorous exercise has a profound effect on the phenotype uh, phenotypic makeup and functional capacity of the immune system. That's big. Phenotypic makeup, that's big. Indeed, the ba behavior of almost all immune cell populations in the bloodstream is altered in some way during and after exercise. What? You guys, how can you not love exercise as much as I do? That's amazing. However, <laughs> I, I hope you like my side notes. However, for decades, it has been widely accepted that these changes result in a temporary decline in immune competency in the hours following exercise. It's just not true. So now the the new um, message is exercise for immunity. There's you don't have to worry about this window as much. Of, and I'm not going to go out and start running marathons and overtraining because that is an exception uh, to this uh, new statement. But it's just it's just an example of like changing your belief system. So that by itself is going to change my risk assessment. And that's what I mean by changing your beliefs. Okay. So sparking recovery for the nervous system um, and caring for the nervous system is our next tenant or our next foundation. 
And to me, this is the missing link of wellness and healthcare. Uh, it's an overlooked aspect in the care for injury, physical therapy, pre-op, uh, and conventional workout wisdom, and definitely in the um, even in the sports uh, sports world, especially the youth. Like it, they don't. Oh gosh, it's it was a thing of the past. Hopefully that people were just overtraining and overdoing it and go, go, go and spending 60 hours at a week, a week at a job they hate. And then they go on the weekend and just like crush it weekend warrior style. And all that stuff is like the opposite of what I'm talking about right now. So I just, uh, I've included a blog, um, that I wrote just calling, call, talking about nervous system care. I've discussed this at length with so many of my clients and athletes. It's, I got to keep it brief on this one because I will go off. Um, there are so many podcast episodes that are about this. It's essentially a new paradigm in sports medicine and fitness, which is injury prevention and holistic wellness, integrating the entire body and your environment into the process of um, fitness and athlete athletics. So this is um, when I have this conversation, it is targeted at people who feel weak or fragile, like their body is changing and then they have to change their exercise in response to that. That could happen in so many phases of life. And then, you know, what if that could go the other way? What if we could reintegrate um, different types of exercise and evolve you and make you feel more athletic even though your body's changing? We can do that. Um, The athletes, uh, we also have this conversation a lot. So if if they want high performance, if they want to be the scholastic athlete and they want to um, get the best whatever, you know, achieve all the things, break all the walls and ceilings, this is a must. So this is also a conversation for those exercisers who have like stumbled in their progress and their injuries aren't 100% gone. This is a really good conversation to have with them because that means it's not like too late and they're still like pretty fit and healthy. Our next foundation is matching nutrition to workout goals. So this is not going to be specific. It is just a vision. It's a, a lifestyle vision that We should recognize um, when we have continued improvement, we need continued tweaking. Uh, And that for nutrition just makes a ton of sense. So different goals mean different supplements, different eating times, different, um, you name it. Uh, There's so many variations within matching nutrition to workout goals. I highly recommend that you work with a, a nutritionist that is um, able to identify, sympathize with your goals and understands your underlying uh, issues, whether that be you have meal and food preferences, uh, food allergies, autoimmune. It's such a worthwhile investment and it's something you might need to do a couple months a year. Uh, And if you're really competitive, it might be more than that. If you are just trying to maintain, uh, your life changes through the years. And so you need to change your approach to fueling your body, especially 
adding in a lot of exercise, taking out a lot of exercise, changing the exercise, changing the goal. That's where I'm good. That's all I need to say about this. So it's a must if you are in a place of optimizing and focused effort with your workouts. And that is matching your nutrition up. The last one and something I feel deeply about this is the thing I would put on the billboard uh, if I were given a blank one and it would be to aspire to live a life full of physical self-sufficiency we are um, not aging well Americans some of us aren't we need to take care of our bodies starting in our 20s and our 30s and even before that if you're athletic I hate to see people change their uh, mind about exercise because they feel incapable physically. I don't believe that should be an option. Um, Speaking of, you just heard that fan in the background. That's my red light therapy. I just sat in front of it. I had to take a break from the podcast. These solo casts are hard. So anyways, um, I'll leave you with this. You know, this is an internal choice. This is a core value. And what I mean by that is our internal terrain, our body, our muscles, our old injuries, they all are within a belief system about our body. And if you can believe that these things can change, then you have, you can have this vision for your health, which is physical self-sufficiency in any stage of your life. So just like being open to love and learning throughout your lifetime, this goes, this is congruent with those type of beliefs. Can you continue to create at any stage in your life? Yes. And you can continue to physically improve at any stage of life. Yeah. If you believe that, then physical self-sufficiency is a vision for your health. And it's not a simple one. It's, it's a committed one. These practices or beliefs about injury prevention and consistent exercise are meant to engage you in a holistic process of growth, of change. And we cannot do these, and you cannot do these effectively, just on the level of intellect and information, and even worse, binary information. We have to see that this type of goal and this type of vision is linear, not linear, it's continuous, and has a lot of variables that are competing, a lot of variables that require uh, choices and being open to new possibilities and exploring your self-respect and your self-love. Wow. To me, exercise is just so much more than meets the eye and what we give it credit for. And I keep coming back to that within this space of the pandemic and meeting a new reality and finding a new normal. And so within finding that new normal, 
I hope you are talking and connecting with your loved ones more. Um, I'm just going to put it out there that this podcast is a great entry level to an entry level thought process to share with your loved ones about exercise and figuring out what really matters for your exercise. So please share. Uh, If you're not already, please subscribe on iTunes or follow on Spotify. And I would love to hear your feedback. Uh, Your reviews go such a long way in helping this podcast grow and become like so help us become so much bigger than the one dimensional fitness that we are sold and the stupid push-up contest and challenges. <laughs> you can also support the show by purchasing this wonderful new product that we are affiliated with. It's called Ruvi, R-U-V-I. And if you go to impactyourfitness.thrivelife.com slash Ruvi, you will see this uh, wonderful product and you can buy it right there. It's uh, basically a drink, a powder, it's fruits, veggies, and nothing else. So they challenge us to rethink your drink, rethink your drink, and they make it easier and tastier to get fruits and vegetables because they are freeze-dried powders. Ruvi, R-U-V-I, is whole fruits and vegetables including all the fiber and nothing else. They're picked at their peak nutrition and freeze-dried to lock in those nutrients and all that flavor. So no sugar added, no preservatives, no fillers, and all the fiber. I love um, each of the blends. They have four different blends. And I just, you know, I just find it just an absolutely lovely product. When you order your first one, they do send you their cute, uh, what is it, a bottle, a Ruby blender bottle, um, and it's a nice one, and you get that with your first purchase. So head on over to impactyourfitness.thrivelife.com slash Ruby. I am so glad that you stayed this long on the podcast, and I cannot wait to hear from you. You can reach me on Instagram at impact underscore your fitness. Two underscores there, impact underscore your underscore fitness. And on Twitter at Jen Impact, that's two N's, J-E-N-N-I-M-P-A-C-T. I hope you have a wonderful week and stay strong, stay healthy, or get strong and get healthy, friends.